I've had my share of good and bad news. I've had to cry when no one else knew. Felt all alone, like nobody could really understand. But I heard you whisper a sweet melody that give me a purpose, give them to
Amen, amen, amen. Welcome to Empowering for All. I am Evangelist Yolanda Mateer, and as the show started, you were listening to one of my favorite songs by Tania, Because of You. And yes, God, it is because of you. Your grace is sufficient. And Lord, today, as I broadcast my show with my wonderful guest, Pastor Marcus Gill, God, I edify, solidify, and magnify your name on high. It is through your glory for what you saw in me that this show birthed, it has launched, and I can tell you it has taken off like a rocket. To God be the glory. And continuously, God is blessing me and allowing great and mighty people, his chosen vessels, to come on my show and be an impartation of what he showed me this vision would do and how it would move. And that is building faith, knocking down the walls of evilness, and empowering people to let them know the mighty name of the Lord is dominion on this earth. There will never be a greater power than the power of the Lord. Tonight, he is holding, and I'm not going to keep him holding long, Pastor Marcus Gill from Rush Church of New Haven. Ladies and gentlemen, this mighty man of God has taken the definition of anointed and being powerful in God to another level. Testimonies are pouring in on how God is manifesting himself strong through people who are partaking and becoming members of his ministry. Praise God. Don't be turned around on this broadcast, but be turned up and stay tuned in to this power-packed time in the word of God tonight. Now, before I bring Pastor on live, I never, ever break a promise. And I feel tonight in my spirit, and I shared it with Pastor as Tamia's song was playing. God is going to do it. And when God moves, we don't interrupt the flow of God. We just relish, take it in, and love his spirit. I want to give a special shout-out tonight. Many of you who listen to my show continuously, and I thank you so much for the support, and all my new listeners and those who are tuned in tonight, and I'm telling you, my phone lines have lit up like a marathon and a 747 on a runway. Thank you all so much for supporting tonight and tuning in to hear this wonderful man of God. But customer service is key for me. And I have to give this special shout-out to Executive Dry Cleaners, where I'm currently working. I'm a busy woman. Not only has God put the calling on my life for empowering for all the radio show, I'm an independent contractor. I traveled extensively. I worked anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and eight hours on Saturday. Bartley, special shout-out to you. You have displayed in your mom and dad's business, Mr. Bart and Sue Malicote, the owners of Executive Dry Cleaners. It is because of you. That business is shined. The light that you have on you when people come into the business is a blessing to many. You never know who's walking through the doors. And I say shout out to you tonight for all your kindness in welcoming me to the town of West Lafayette while I'm working here for about three months. God bless the business. 
bless you, Bartley, and may God and cast his angels around you and your whole family and keep you covered in Jesus' name. Shout out to Michelle, my hairdresser, wonderful woman. Thank you so much for taking time out of your life to fly into town and keep me being happy. And women, you know we love to be happy when our hair is done. Thank you, Michelle. Shout out to Val, Nikisha, Melinda, and the special man in my life, Lance. You all have been an abominable support and continue to support me, support you as well. Thank you so much, and God bless everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, it has come time. Pastor, I'm going to bring him on the line. So without further ado, utmost respect, acknowledgement to the man of God, Pastor Marcus Gill. Pastor. Hello, God bless you. Yes. God hello. bless you. Yes, hello, God hello, hello. All right, am I on good? Thank you can hear me? Oh, yes. We have a great connection. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Awesome. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm glad to be on your show tonight. Thank you for having me on. And once again, thank you so much for accepting the invite. And as I had said earlier, phone lines are still lighting up. They are just pouring in left and right. We praise God for all the mighty supporters and listeners who are tuning into my show this evening. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Pastor, I'm going to, with God, we don't pretty much give a structure. We, I like to flow in the move of God. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to make you feel tense or as if I'm interviewing you because God is not to be interviewed. His spirit is forever present in his anointed. Mm-hmm. Your church, West Church of New Haven, do tell us how all this came to be. All right. Well, first of all, once again, let me say thank you for allowing me to be on the show with you tonight and um, to all of your listeners across the country and perhaps even around the world, those that have tuned in regularly and, of course, those that have tuned in for the first time. Uh, we're certainly glad to be connected in the spirit uh, tonight on the Yolanda McTeer radio show. Uh, you asked about the Rush Church United and how it started. Uh, back in 2012, Uh, I was serving as a youth pastor at my grandfather's church in upstate New York, and God gave me an idea. He gave me a vision for young people, uh, especially teenagers and college students. And uh, I was working at that time in a hotel doing the midnight shift. And uh, during my midnight shift on a Friday night, the Lord gave me four letters, R-U-S-H. And, you know, of course, I'm saying in my mind, R-U-S-H spells rush, rush, rush. And as I drove home that day, I began to think of an acronym. I was asking the Lord, you know, please give me words that would uh, fit the vision that you've given me. He said young people, college students, and he said rush. So as I was writing, God gave me the word radical. And, and then he gave me the word unbreakable. Then he gave me the word spiritual. And he gave me the word holy. And the spirit behind which God gave me this acronym was to describe who we are to be in Christ. Uh, Our personalities are to be radical. We have to be radical people. We have to be unbreakable. Nothing should be able to destroy us. We must be spiritual. And then above all, we have to be holy. 
and um, the Lord gave me that. I wrote it down. I prayed over it, and he released me into doing youth services um, where I would have four speakers of service, and one person would speak on the word radical, one person would speak on the word unbreakable, one person would speak on the word spiritual, and one more would speak on the word holy. And then the last person would come up and sum up everything. And in that youth crusade, one day youth crusade, we'd have choirs, step teams, poets, and then those five speakers, and a powerful altar call right at the end. And uh, we took what we call the rush experience, all right, to uh, four different cities at that time. And we would fill up church buildings. Young people from those cities would come together from multiple different churches, and we'd have a powerful time in the Lord while young people were getting saved, healed, delivered, and set free, and being motivated to be radical, to be unbreakable, to be spiritual, and to be holy. And um, the last one we had was in December of 2013. We took the last one to the city uh, 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 in upstate New York where my grandfather was pastoring, and I had the last one there. And as a result of much growth and much prayer, and even uh, a powerful, powerful spiritual leader in my life inspired me and said, Marcus, it's time for you to take this rush experience to another level. It's time for you to take it higher. It's time for it to grow. It's time for it to expand. And in uh, April 2014, the Lord allowed uh, me along with 10 others to have the first, not rush experience, but we had the first Rush Church United worship service where God took the Rush Experience Youth Service from a traveling crusade, and he formed it now into a bona fide, structured church home. Therefore, now we have the Rush Church United. Rush Church United in New Haven, Connecticut, and the Rush Church United New York City by way of Brooklyn, New York. And that's how we got here. Amen, amen. Look at God. Just your yes. obedience and how God took you like a mighty rushing wind, like he's known to do swiftly into the manifestation of what he called you to do in and for his kingdom. Awesome. Just Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, Pastor, let me ask you this, and I love to relay this to pastors. Did you find when you took that leap of faith, and that's what it is, a lot of people don't understand that. You go through a lot as a pastor many times that you never even share with your members because we have to get in that isolation period with God when we say, God, I don't know how, where, or when, but I know I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us in that time as you were traveling with the crusade and things might have got a little bumpy, how did you, or how do you, get in that isolation with God? Well, first of all, we all know uh, from the beginning the root of the root of everything we do is based upon love. All right, do you truly love the work of the Lord? Do you love to do what God has called you to do? I loved it so much. All right, that I ended up what's this getting complacent and getting comfortable in what he had called me to do as far as the youth crusade. I love seeing young people getting saved. I love hearing choirs and I love seeing step teams and dance ministries and I love, you know, seeing five and six churches come under one roof 
to fulfill the vision of the rush experience. And I ended up loving that experience so much that I ended up getting stuck at that place and feeling like that was it. I never in my mind really thought that God would take that to another level. My plan, all right, were to keep that rush experience and just take it to a bunch of cities all over the country and then eventually take it overseas, out of the country, and make it into an international youth ministry. But, you know, God said, Marcus, i got to do more with you. I- I've got to take you deeper in me. And, and as a result of watch this, me loving God more than I love my own vision, now that love for God led me into trusting God even more than I trusted myself. See, what a lot of people doing ministry right now, they trust in themselves more than they trust in God. When God says do something, most of the time, all right, I would even go as far as to say nine times out of ten, what God tells you to do, you really don't see with your natural eyes how possible it really is. You, you, you can't see with your natural eyes that, okay, God told me to do A, B, and C, and A, B, and C is most certainly going to work because I can see it with my natural eyes. Because what God calls us to do when he tells us to step out of our comfort zone and step into a, a higher place, it's really something that you know already that you cannot accomplish on your own. You don't even have your own natural plan to, to fulfill what God tells you to do. You have to go based upon full trust in God. You have to operate totally on faith in God, totally believing and trusting in what God uh, calls you to do. We cannot allow uh, people around you to try to discourage you out of what God told you to do. And even in this time and in this place in my life, when I was preparing to transition to start the Rush Church United, there were people that were close by that were trying to convince me that it wasn't time to start the Rush Church. And how are you going to start the Rush Church and you don't, you don't have a lot of money in the bank? And how are you going to start the Rush Church in New Haven, Connecticut? And you, you live an hour and a half away from there. How are you going to start a ministry? You don't have a building yet. You don't, you don't even know a lot of people in that city. How are you going to start a church? We, we all right here. We know you. We've been here. We, we already got this going on. How are you going to stop this? And how are you going to change what's already been set in place? And the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, Marcus, oftentimes, if you're trusting God by yourself, the people around you, they don't understand what you see. They don't understand your vision. People will really think you're crazy and you're out of your mind when you make a decision based upon you trusting in God, God sharing dreams with you, and he's showing you in your sleep what's getting ready to come in your future. He's giving you instruction through men and women of God who you already trust and giving you confirmation that what he's spoken to your heart, you're not crazy. It's really God talking. But what you got to also realize, those people that don't want you to leave, oftentimes they're telling you no and you can't and you're not ready and you're not smart enough and you're not anointed enough and you don't have enough money in the bank to do A, B, and C. we got to realize a lot of times that's the enemy's way of trying to keep us stuck. It's his way of trying to get us to focus more on our own ideas and on people's opinion and trying to fit in and impress those around you because that's what we see with our natural eyes. But God didn't call us to live based upon what we see in our natural eyes. God calls us to trust in him, live based upon faith. Therefore, we see not only through our natural eyes, but we see through the spirit. And those things that we see through the spirit, everybody else can't see. Everybody else can't trust the way we trust. Everybody else doesn't believe the way that we believe. And in that time, I had to connect myself with people who see through the eyes of God like I do. And listen, it's not many people 
that truly see through the eyes of God. So my trusting in God, I had to fast. I had to pray. I had to get in my own secret place. I had to disconnect myself from a lot of people who were so-called ministry supporters and so-called friends because, listen, if you can't trust in God with somebody, you can't believe uh, for your next dimension of ministry with somebody, it's time to disconnect. You've got to remove yourself because if not, they're going to keep you in the same place. They're not going to let you go to another level. They're not going to inspire you to go to the next level. And that's what God did. I asked God, I said, God, God show me who's really for me. Show me who's going to push me through. Show me who's going to help me burst the destiny, God, that you placed in my life. And as soon as I prayed that prayer, I began losing friends. I began losing a lot of support. I begin to find out that there were a lot of backstabbers in my camp. I begin to find out that those that I thought were connecting with me to build this ministry, I found out that they were doing nothing but really tearing it down. And this was a plot that the enemy used, he and his demons, placed in the way to get me to lose my trust in God and to trust more so in people's support. But the devil was most certainly a liar. God put people in my life that, that attached and connected with the vision, connected with my heart both locally and in New Haven. And, and as soon as I stepped out on faith and said, my God, I'm going to walk in what you called me to do. I'm going to trust in you. He gave me a dream. He gave me a dream on a, on a Tuesday night on how everything was going to unfold. And I knew it was God. And when I woke up out of that dream, I said, God, I trust you. And by that next Sunday, everything that God showed me in the dream, it was confirmed the woman of God that helped me start the ministry in New Haven. And that's when I knew, God, I know you're speaking to me. And ever since that moment, I've totally trusted in God for everything concerning the Rush Church. So I even say to the viewers and listeners, who you know that God has spoken a vision into your heart. He's, he's given you dreams beyond measure. He's, he's told you to go left and not to go right. He's told you, watch this, to even quit some things and to walk away from some places because he wants to take you to another level. He's told you to get rid of some relationships. He's told you to cut some people off. Listen, trust God. Don't allow people who go against what the Lord has spoken into your heart to steer you in the wrong direction. You've got to trust God. You've got to have faith in God. Don't go off of what you see with your natural eyes, but learn how to see through the eyes of God. And that's where my trust in him. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor, can I tell you, as you were talking and relaying that information, I began to just have chills. And we know that when the, the Holy Ghost is present in God, wherever spirit is in someone, that, that will cause that to, to come forth. And can I tell you, everything that you shared is just 100% truth. I myself, even with Empowering for All, the show, had to get in that isolation with God. And as you had said, many people who showed themselves to be supporters were backstabbers. Assigned imps is what I call them from the devil's kingdom to make me look and say, well, I don't know. But see, God doesn't give us I don't know because his word is true and every man is a liar. And you're absolutely right. right. If God gave it to you, he's not a man that he will ever lie. And he will take you and birth what he's placed in you to come forth. And it will be blessed. Because what God blesses, no man can curse. The right. door and, and God opens, no man can close. Right. And, and I would even go further to say, because this is something that so many gifted people deal with in the body of Christ, especially 
young men and women my age that take on these 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 great roles in ministry, especially those of us that carry vision and God has given great vision to. Too oftentimes we depend on a crowd. We feel like if we got more people in our corner saying, go, 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 you're awesome, you're doing a great job, we got you, we got you, got you. We think that that's our measure of success. And the Lord had to teach me that, that your measure of success isn't about how many people say I agree with you. It's about how many souls are really saved, how many lives get changed. I, I, I started to realize, even in church, you know, we get so wrapped up that because somebody has a church title or because they can sing or because they play an instrument well or because they decide to do something for you for free, that all of a sudden we're supposed to be so loyal to them because they give us a helping hand and, and, and they, they, they support us or they do whatever we ask them to. We automatically in the church world feel like they must be sent by God. But we got to understand that even in the spiritual realm, the enemy will send people into your ministry. He'll send people into your vision. He'll put people in your life that look like, all right, they look like they can carry the role of being a great supporter. They look like they'll end up being a person to take your ministry to the other level. They can, they can look the part. They talk the part well. They can sing good. They'll play good. They'll preach good. They'll pray good. They'll even give good. And you'll be like, my God, they, God done sent somebody in my ministry that's getting ready to help me take this thing to another level. And all the while, it wasn't somebody that God sent. It was somebody that the devil and his demons sent to throw you off track, to make you feel as if there's somebody that you need to be connected to. It's, all, it's almost like a, a magician that creates an illusion. You think what you see is real, but it's really as fake as it can be. And that's the same thing that happens a lot of time in ministry. People will come into your ministry, they'll come into your life, they'll step into your vision, and they look like what you've been praying for. They look like a special gift. And all the while, it's just a trick of the enemy to keep you stuck in the same place. But I'm so grateful for the fact that I and many of your listeners today that are even dealing with some of these things, because you've been seeing it, you've been having a feeling of it, you haven't quite gotten the proof of it just yet. But there are many of your listeners right now that are doing great and mighty things in the Lord, but they're surrounded with people who look like they are God-sent gift to the vision. And I want to warn you today, everybody in your circle that's smiling in your face and supporting what you do, they really do not have your best interest. I like to tell people all the time, Everybody that you see around you is not there to support you. A lot of them are there to just spy on you and to, and to suck you dry because they really don't want to see you get to the next level. And that's why it's also important that you be connected with people. Like if God will send people into your life that will see what you can't see. They will see. The, they, 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 they will have an even stronger gift of discernment. Where you think that somebody is in your corner, and they are your best partner, God will send people into your life strong enough to say, you know what, something's not right about this. Something's not right about that person. Something's not right about that group of people. And then he'll even do this. He'll place people around those people when you're not around to hear how they really speak of you when you're absent. And then use them to be able to relate a message to you that, wow, check, listen, I heard a conversation today. God will use people that, 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 that you're supposed supporters don't even know know you, and they'll be in a circle, and they'll be tearing your name down, and other people will stand on the side and say, aren't those the same people that were on the stage with the pastor? Aren't those the same people that were, that were patting Evangelist McCare on the back while she was preaching? Aren't those the same ones that 
the sheriff fires and make announcements on radio stations and your support? Why are they dogging her out like that? Why are they dogging him out like that? And he'll use them as agents, my goodness, to come back and report to you and to confirm the very thing that you've been discerning. So if we don't talk about nothing else on this line, I'm going to say you better be grateful for people in your life that will tell you the truth about who you think loves you, even if it hurts and even if it destroys your heart. you got to be grateful for people that can see what you can't see because uh, the enemy, they, that's what he used. He, he don't use so much. He'll use your finances sometimes. He'll, he'll use your, your health every now and then. But guess what? He's going to use people because he knows that the closest thing to our heart most times are our relationships and are our friendships, church members and folks that have been with you so long that you put your trust in. And if he can just get you to trust in them more than you trust in God, when they hurt you, he knows he got you. And he's destroyed your whole mentality of ministry. So I say watch the circle. Watch those that you keep close to you. And continue to ask God for discernment so that you can truly move forward in your ministry. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, Pastor. Now, Pastor, I know that here lately you've been really, really zooming in on what you've been sharing as far as discernment and also relationships, especially um, in the arena more so women uh, than men, not saying one's greater than the other because we are equal in God's kingdom. But what would you say to all women? I'm not going to just say young women, all women in this day and time because you know as well as I know society has had such a great influence on women meaning that from the reality shows they've given them a false persona of what love is and how you connect with your mate. What advice would you give to a woman today who is saying, you know what, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, I'm just going to go on this facade of what I'm seeing and become someone that I'm not. What advice would you give to them? Well, well, let me say this. Uh, the Rush Church, the Rush Church United uh, in New Haven, uh, we, I must say, as I was talking about connections, they're such a fabulous, fabulous group of people. Uh, Pastor of the Rush Church United uh, most definitely has been my greatest, greatest experience in ministry ever. Um, I get to pastor saints that range from, uh, I can call them the, the age of that, but just pretty much I've got every age range in the Rush Church. Uh, if you come and visit the Rush Church, you're going to hear hymns or you might hear Hillsong. You just never know how the Spirit's going to move. we got every age range in our church. And uh, as most churches in the United States of America, um, our churches are populated more with females than males. And um, Mm -hmm. most of the females in my church in New York City and in New Haven are single. And um, I am also a single pastor. In fact, I'm the only man in my church uh, that is not married. And I've got to say on that note, my ministry has such a level of respect for that pastor. They don't disrespect me. They don't cross any lines. I don't cross lines with them. There's a level of respect uh, for our singleness because I've taught the understanding of waiting on God, all right, and respecting God's timing. And um, most of our ministry, even on social media, 
has been directed towards inspiring singles, all right, to wait on God. Wait on, don't rush into nothing. That sounds so elementary in its context, but it's so strong and true. Uh, you said just now when you're asking the question, what would I say to a woman that feels like it's not going to work out and they're dating, and they're dating, not that they're married, but they're dating. i got to just be real with you, for a man or for a woman, if you are dating and you feel in your heart that it's not going to work, end the relationship. I mean, immediately. Don't sit around and waste time on a relationship that you already feel is not going to work out. There's no need to sacrifice days and months and years on a relationship that you haven't fully committed to in the terms of God's God's marriage, all right? If you're in a place where you're in a relationship with a man and you're saying, oh, you know, I don't think it's going to work out, don't you dare change who you are to try to fit his description of what he wants in a woman because you're going to end up being miserable for the rest of your life if you do decide to marry this man. That's what the problem is in our in our country, really. So many women... They're not confident in who they are on their own. Even with men, we're not confident. Some men are not confident in who they are, and when they feel like the relationship that they're just seeing, all right, they're just they're just kind of experimenting and seeing what could happen and what the possibilities are. We feel like it's not going to work, and then we start doing all this interchanging of ourselves. We become somebody else, all right. Johnny becomes Paul. TJ becomes DJ. We change who we are to try to fit the opposite sex interpretation of what they want, and then you get married, and then the real you comes out six months later, and now both of y'all are miserable because you're in a marriage with somebody that you don't even really like. If you're in a dating situation and you're, you've got a potential mate and you're kind of just thinking about it and you're all going out to eat and you're going to the movies and you're just having coffee, having conversation, uh, 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 wanting to see and uh, 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 trying to figure out if it's going to work for you or not, if you already discern in your spirit that it's going to work, don't waste your time. The Lord has already shown you that it's not for you. So come out of it. Be free. Don't cast your pearls into swine. This is what Jesus told us in Matthew. Don't waste your value on something that's really not worth it. Because if you change who you are and you become what you think he wants, or if a guy becomes what he thinks she wants, it's the true you are going to come out. You, a mask going to stay on nobody's face forever. The mask will eventually come off. And here you have an opposite sex dating somebody who they think they have, and you find out later that the person that you're with is nowhere near the person that you thought that you married in the first place. Because now you're not being real anymore. If you change who you are to fit somebody else, you're no longer being real. Now somebody's marrying a fake version of their dream. And when people find out that they've married the fake version of their dream, turmoil. Here comes misery, which is going to lead into abuse, which can even lead into somebody eventually committing suicide because they feel stuck in something that they got themselves into because they married a lie. So if you're not happy and you think it's not going to work, cut ties. Be honest, be real, and say, this is not for me, and go your separate ways. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Now, Pastor, I'm going to shift now to the men. In today's society, and this is no prejudice on my behalf, I love, I don't see color, I love all races and ethnicities and backgrounds, but we are truly seeing, and I'm going to be real, in this day and time that the Afro-American men are struggling. 
especially young men. They're struggling in the essence of becoming a man. And what I mean by that, we have men ranging, young men ranging from 14 all the way up to 54, 64, 74, however long life God has blessed them. Coming into that essence where they say, well, you know what, I've had it so hard, I've been through, I can't get a breakthrough, I can't get jobs, and, and so many other things, that it is affecting the connection of them being in relationships. Now, you having your ministry reaching out to the youth, what feedback do you give the young men to empower them to say it doesn't matter what it looks like, keep the faith and go forward and trust God? Well, definitely, definitely. Um, the Church United, we, we operate on faith. We are a faith-based ministry where everything we operate on is based upon spoken word, believing, rejoicing in advance, and watching God work. Unfortunately, you're right, African-American men seem to struggle the most in our country. And that plays, uh, there, there are a lot of factors that I believe play into that. Uh, fortunately, uh, me as a young African-American man, uh, I've got a great relationship uh, with my father. Uh, but as we all know, the reason why many, many black men suffer is because statistically we are uh, the highest when it comes to growing up in single mother homes where most guys are raised by just their mom and more than 50% of men never have an opportunity to even have a relationship with their father. And 40% of men around the world have never even met their real dad. And that is the, the biggest struggle for most African-American men. So if you are raised in a home with just a single mom, and of course the single mom has done a fantastic job of raising boys. Some women raise all boys, all right? But if, if a young man has to grow up never knowing his father, all right, never having a man in the house, that means that they've never had an example in the house to see another man, how another man, first of all, lives, how another man works, how another grown man loves his wife, how another grown man raises his kids, and then watch this, how another man can struggle and still make it. Most young black men, haven't had that example in, 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 in our life. We haven't had somebody to look up to, see do good, see love on the family, see love on his wife, all right, see him get up and go to work, come home, take care of business, and then watch this also to see a dad fail but then pick himself back up and keep trying. So when you've got a bunch of African-American men that grow up never seeing that, we try to mimic what success is based upon what we've seen in magazines and what we've seen on TV or what we've heard other people talk about. And so because we try to mimic that, we end up really having, we end up having just moments of success and never having long-term success. And what has happened also, we've gotten more into just looking successful instead of actually being successful. See, we can look successful. We put on a suit every day. We drive a nice car. You know, we try to get the flyest apartment, the flyest home, all right? And we, we try to look successful with our jewelry and our watches and diamond earrings and carrying around the best cell phones. And, you know, we, we know how to look like a success. And what happens now, because we just look like a success, we draw women to us because most women, you know it's true, want a man who look like they can take care of them. So if they see a man that looks like 
they can take care of them. They're drawn to that guy. And what happens is, after six months of being together, that woman finds out the truth that this man don't really have what he looked like he has. And now you done got dropped because now she got to move on to the next guy because you really can't take care of him. When all we really needed was a good man to be an example and teach us how to really be a true success and not be a false impression of a success. So in my church, uh, I really don't, I really haven't done a lot of teaching to this for the men because, like I said, all the men in my church are either engaged or married already. Most of my motivation has been teaching them how to do better, how to keep what you have, and how to grow, how to expand. Um, we're really big right now in the Rush Church on everybody starting their own businesses to work their day job. I'm really inspiring the men in our church to use what God put in their hands to create their own sources of income. And uh, these gentlemen, they have been stepping into it in a mighty way. They've been applying for their business grants, and they've been getting their businesses approved, and they've got their business plans written out. They're walking in the favor of God so that they can keep, all right, what they have, keep their wives happy, and continue to increase, you know, as their confidence increase on them. But for the guys that, you know, don't have, I just encourage every man, you know, use what you got. I was taught before I went to college back in 2004, uh, my pastor in North Carolina shared with me, he said, Marcus, he said, when you leave here, don't go looking for a job, but go looking to create your own job so that you can have your own source. Don't work all your life to keep another family rich. Work for yourself so that you can be wealthy and take care of your own. So my greatest advice to men is to tap into what God has given you. Tap into your uniqueness. Appreciate who you are. Tap into the light that's on the inside of you that God created for you, and you won't have no problem getting a relationship because any woman that comes along, they will appreciate a man if he just be himself. And I don't think a lot of men know that because we haven't been pat on the back. We don't get a lot of credit. Most black men, we get thrown under the bus, we're scrutinized, uh, we're mislabeled. So we work really, really hard to try to impress a lady versus just being ourselves, which is more impressionable to them. Uh, I shared with somebody the other day, a man wearing Louis Vuitton shoes is just as valuable as a man wearing Timberland boots. A man with Timberland boots, he might be working hard, but at least he's working. He might not be making a whole lot of money, but at least he's working. And the man that's wearing Louis Vuitton shoes, he's working too, but you don't know how he got where he is. If you see him with his legs crossed and never doing anything, he can probably, you know, handle your circumstances, but can he handle your heart? But I believe a man that work hard and get his jeans dirty and get his clothes dirty a little bit and might not be able to bring that much home, but he bring it all home, I believe that man can handle circumstance and handle a woman's heart. So I tell men, just be yourself. Be you. If that woman can't accept you for who you are now and accept you for where you're going and see that you're pressing your way and trying your best, hey, that woman's not for you anyway. There's somebody out there that will appreciate you just the way you are, especially if you're a man that's working hard to become great. Amen, amen. And that is so true, yeah. ladies, and my, for my listeners listening globally uh, as well. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to the infamous, powerful, anointed man of God, Pastor Marcus Gill, who is the head of the Rush Church of New Haven. And he's truly been a blessing to us this evening, and he's been sharing just now 
of the impartation and how important it is, especially for men in the Afro-American community, to not give a false impression. I love that, Pastor. I'm going to repeat that. Impression of looking successful. I like that because that is so true. And you just uh, just finished with the truth. And that was one of the things when God blessed me uh, with, the, with the man in my life, and that was something that I told him. It's not about the material thing. It's about who you are because right. the interior, the interior is your character. The interior is your spirit. The interior is who you are. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it. The material things we can lose. I sit here on this radio show as a testimony, even through my book, The Tragic Times of a Woman. I've had all of that, and God stripped me. When I say stripped me, he stripped me bad. And he said, you know what? You are not focused on what I called you to do. You are focused on the distractions of material possessions. Uh-huh. And I can't wow. shape you and mold you and take you where I've called you to be and give you who I'm going to connect you with until I clean your mind, until I clean your spirit, until I clean your way of thinking, until I clean your way of living. Wow. And you know what, and I tell women. <laughs> yes, Pastor. Let, let me say something on that note right there. Because it, it goes back to the church. It goes back to the church. You know why so many young people who get in relationships and get married, especially church ones, you know why we fail? Because those that are before us, they almost force us into relationships because of what looks good in the church house. You know, uh, if I'm a young preacher, they say, oh, you should get with her because she can sing good. And y'all can get together. Mm-hmm. Y'all can be a powerful couple together. And they and, and they have no idea that life is more than just those two hours at church every week. You got to deal with this Come person uh, 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 another twenty another twenty hours of that Sunday, and all through the rest of the week until y'all meet up again. But oftentimes they try to force us and mold our minds to think that the only person that's going to be good for you is somebody that's in church just like you, somebody who can grab the mic like you, somebody who can preach just like you, and y'all will make a great team for ministry, so you need to get married. And I don't believe that that's God's total will for every man and woman in ministry. I might be a preacher, and I might I might have to marry a lay woman sitting in a pew, or, or a woman might be a powerful evangelist and prophet, and she just might need to marry a, a, a young man who just loves the Lord but works at a bank. You know, but we got to stop trying to force people to, 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 to make couples because of what it looks like on the outside. Let people have take time to find out what are the insides of this person like because half the people, listen, it's sad, but a lot of folks in church world, most of them are religious, and they just know how to act real good. They can squall. They can holler. They can sing. They can dress the part. They can speak in tongues. They can lay hands. They can throw a whole church into a praise break, and we think that they're anointed from above to be your wife or to be your husband just because they did that in church. And, and after service, they turn into the biggest demon in the world, and most of them get messed up like that. Because we're trained, we're conditioned, oh, my goodness, to think, oh, look at how they performed in church. They're going to be your wife because y'all are going to be good for ministry. God didn't call people to get married just for ministry. He called people to get married for the home, for family, for the purpose of 
being fruitful and multiplying and replenishing the earth and living the abundant life that he called us to live, and then on top of that, be able to enjoy ministry together, but because a, a relationship will look good in church, that should not be our number one priority. And so many Amen. have gotten hurt. Their hearts have gotten hurt because they feel, oh, man, we'll look good together on some flyers, or we'll look good together as pastor first later. We'll look good together doing ministry together, and they're not compatible. Sometimes God, yes. sometimes yes. God will bring people together for the sake of ministry, but it only be a friendship. But, but because God brings you to partner in ministry together as a friendship, even if you're opposite sex, it doesn't always mean you're supposed to be married to that person. And what happens, nobody teaches, nobody teaches young people that, hey, listen, you got to be careful when you start getting feelings. That ain't always God just because y'all both anointed and you both are attracted to each other and then you end up having sex, you end up laying in the bed together and you start thinking that this is God's will and then you get married and then you're miserable and then both of you end up falling away from the ministry because you made the wrong decision based upon what, how good it would look to other people. You got to learn somebody's inside. You got to get to know who that person is. You got to do a background check on their health, their finances, and their family. You you got to find out their criminal record. You got to find out who this person is because just because they up and they grabbing the mic and they prophesying to somebody, it doesn't mean that they love the Lord with all of their heart. Sometimes you get with Come somebody on. who look anointed, but they crazy. Come on, Pastor. Not come on, oh, yeah, you, know, you know I'm gonna throw my hands up on that. Amen. Just well, throw your crazy hands up and shout. crazy can be, and dance and, and speak in tongues and be and get home and like you said, turn into a pure demon. Come on, somebody. Turn into a Pastor. demon. Those same feet, those same Pastor. feet that you saw yes. shouting will be the same feet that they be kicking you upside your head with because they got jealous of your anointing. Uh oh, uh oh. Hold up, Pastor. You gotta be back it up. You you already Careful. know I'm raising my hand. Been there. Say it again, Pastor. They got what of the anointing? The same, the they got same one. The same one yes. that's speaking tongues. All right? The same one that's speaking tongues. Say you're the man or say you're the woman. They'll get in the car and cuss you out if you're too anointed for them. Come on. And, and oftentimes, you got to be careful, listeners, all over the world, hear this. you got to be careful not to make a quick decision on a relationship based upon how you think that person can handle your circumstances. Just because a person can handle your circumstances doesn't mean they can handle your anointing. Woo! <laughs> Say it again, often, Pastor. Say it again. Often, One more time. Just because a person can handle your circumstances doesn't mean they can handle your anointing. Mm-hmm. And you'll get drained. You'll get drained. Being around somebody who, who who will play the part in front of the congregation. And as soon as you get in the car, you can't even breathe. You can't even reminisce on how good God was. Because now, because both of y'all thought it was a good thing to get together because y'all hold the mic good together, because you stand in the pulpit good together, you didn't even realize that that other person is just trying to compete with you now. Now the relationship has turned into a competition. All right? Because the ministry now I'm a trying competition. To see, <laughs> right. Now I'm trying to see who's going to preach better. Now you've got somebody that's insecure in your life that wants to be anointed, and when they see the, the Holy Spirit operate on you, if you got the wrong one, they're going to get mad. They're going to get upset. They don't like your charisma. So you you got you to gotta certainly wait on God. And this, this right here is more so for those single women and single men 
who who are in the forefront of ministry. This don't happen too much in the pews. You know, most times the folk in the pews are not looking for that, you know, that, that church spotlight, so to speak. They don't really deal with that too much. You know, they, 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 they don't really deal with this type of thing too much. But I, I have a feeling that most of your listeners today, they, they are anointed and they're called to do something great. And listen, it's better to be by yourself than to be with somebody who's anointed in church but a hellraiser at home. It's just better to be single until God sends you that person that will be there to support and uplift your ministry. And and, and just rejoice in the waiting. Don't rush nothing because it looks good. My my my, my rush church members, man, they, they, they love the pastor so much and they they always they always on the lookout. They're like protectors. All right. Somebody come in the rush church and they look like they got the wrong motive. They are real quick to let them know pastor is not flowing that way. Pastor don't move in that direction. Amen. You know what I mean? Because we're not that kind of house. We're focused on the spirit, and we're in tune to waiting, waiting on God. And and me as a pastor, I'm a protector. All right, pastors have to protect those sheep that are single in their ministry. They got to protect them from predators. They got they can't be a predator themselves. <laughs> they got to be a protector from that stuff because the enemy will use that. He'll use a charlatan. He'll use somebody who seems to be anointed, seems to be powerful, to try to lure a single saved woman or lure a single saved man right into their hands. And it's nothing but a trick of the enemy. So many, so many men and women of God that are genuine in their walk and genuine in their relationship, they get attached to evil spirits through relationships. And before you know it, that person that was on fire for God, that person that was hungry for God, that person that was at every prayer meeting, at every Bible study, at every rehearsal, traveling with the pastor everywhere, that man, that woman that was hungry and just 110% faithful, they get with the wrong person, and all of a sudden there's a falling away because they didn't get to know that person's insides first. Yeah. you got to get to know the okay. inside of a person. Take your time. And patience. Patience, patience, patience. Have to have the patience. Pastor, I feel at this moment in the show, and I said I was going to do it uh, at the end, and audience, we're not at the end, so don't don't hang up as they tuned in and the phone lines are steady lighting up, praise God. Uh, For those who've been Mm. sitting and listening uh, while Pastor has been uh, ministering and giving us an impartation of goodness and knowledge, going forth in life and dealing with relationships and being patient and knowing uh, when it's your season, God will bless you with that person who is for you. Pastor, Mm -hmm. I want to, at this moment in the show, if you would be so kind to take time and pray. I want you to pray. And and, uh, I usually only ask for investments. Because you know as well as I know, everybody can't pray. An audience listened to this clearly, and I know Pastor has talked about this to his members, and I'm going to reiterate this to my audience. Everybody cannot pray with you. Because everybody, like Pastor talked about earlier, everybody looking at you or following you is not wishing you well. Many are Mm -hmm. wishing that they follow you and watch you fall flat on your face. Many walking with you are wishing that everything God has blossomed into your harvest season turn into a destruction season. Mm -hmm. I want you to pray, when I say pray, not only with me, but just 
give an overall prayer. Would you do that, Pastor? And the reason why I'm asking that, I'm glad to do it in the spirit. Uh, I myself going into a new environment, uh, but I come in as a soldier for God. The enemy doesn't intimidate me because I stand strong and my feet are planted. And my heart is encamped in God's house. I can't be wavered. I won't be stirred. And I won't be shaken away from the spirit of God. But many times, you know as well as I know, any time that God elevates you, the enemy loves to come and try and do, make you feel as if you've done something wrong or send people to constantly attack you for no unknown reason. So. And even watching steadily TV, I've seen, once again, the Ray Rice situation. I'm a football fan. I really feel sorry for the young man. I really hope that God can come in his life and do a turnaround for whatever has hurt him and that anger that he is lashing out at his wife. And I say that to women listening. I am a victim of domestic violence, not in a relationship, but in my home. I was raised with a abusive father who was domestically violent with my mother. Mm. So that is a wound that sits in me, that God has healed me. But when I see that, Pastor, you know that I'm telling the truth. A wound a lot of times has been closed. It can take something to open that wound up. Uh And you feel it all over again. So I just want you, you, once again, if you'd be so kind, just to pray. And, and however God leads you in that prayer, uh, I will receive that and pray as well as for the audience and for those listening as well. Would you do that? Amen. Most certainly. I'd be glad to do that. And as always, as I said before, um, the blessings of God on somebody's life will always confuse those who purposely have tried to set you up for failure. Uh, many of you are listening right now. You have a great anointing on your life and you've got great vision. You, you have accomplished many great things, and there are people who are standing on the sideline watching you and trying to figure out how are they continuing to make it. How are you raising your kids by yourself? How are you, how are you walking in your anointing after all you've been through? How didn't you kill yourself and commit suicide after that pain and hurt that you experienced? They're trying to figure it out. How how are you still making it? And we're scandalizing your name, but we're lying on you. We're trying to keep you down. How do you continue to rise? I want to let you know, even before I pray, the reason why you shine is because the favor of Almighty God is on your life. The power of God, the glory of God, the spirit of God, and the love of God is living in you. That's why every day of your life, as we say at the Rush Church, is continuing to be a day of victory. Now, I'm going to pray right now for all of your listeners tonight that are in the middle of a crossroad. They don't know whether to go left. They don't know whether to go right when it concerns a relationship, when it concerns ministry, when it concerns good church to attend. Some people on this line right now don't even know if they're going to survive the rest of the week. But I come to let you know, first of all, the devil is a liar when it comes to confusion. You don't have to be confused tonight. Bible tells us no weapons formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, it shall be condemned. For this is our heritage, for we are the children of God. And Father God, I just pray right now for those listening all over the United States and around the world. I pray, Father God, right now that you would give guidance today. Pray, Lord, that you would guide footsteps 
You would guide our thinking. You would de- you would guide our decision making. I pray, Father God, that you would cause ears to open, that we will hear you clearly, God, when it concerns the direction of our life. God, for every man and for every woman that's listening, that is single and that's in the place of waiting, God, for their mate that you're going to send them. I pray, God, that you would give them patience to wait on you and not, oh, God, rush the very work that you ordained and destined for their life. I pray, Father God, that they won't make decisions based upon their flesh and based upon their inner burning. But, God, every decision that they make will be based upon what you've spoken to them and the confirmation that they shall receive by the Spirit of God. I thank you, Father God, right now that they won't allow people to make the decisions for them. They won't allow what looks good to church, what looks good to religion, cause them to make a life, a life-changing decision. But, Father God, they will only operate based upon what you give them in their heart. The confirmation that you send in dreams, and the confirmation that you will send in prayer, and the confirmation that you'll even send even through their pastors to either say yes or to say no. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that no man and no woman on this line will will be stuck in a place, oh, Father God, of confusion. For we know that confusion is of the devil. And we plead the blood over every mind right now in the name of Jesus Christ. That as we walk this walk of holiness, and as we continue to be spiritual and to be connected to you, oh, God, Father, nothing will toss us to the left or to the right. But, Father, I declare that we're going to stay on track tonight, God. We're going to stay on track. We're going to stay focused on you, God. We're not going to be distracted by the enemy. We're not going to be distracted by illusions. We're not going to be distracted by uh, fear, God. And we're not going to be distracted by worry and lack. We're not going to let money and a dangle carrot before our eyes pull us to the left or to the right. But, Father God, we're going to keep walking straight. For we know that if we stay on track, God, God, we're going to reach the blessed destination that you have already set up for us. In the name of Jesus. I even pray for the married couples that are listening now. Father God, those that you and only you brought together that may be facing turmoil, that may be facing a trial, that may be facing, oh God, even divorce right now. I pray, oh God, that if it's a marriage that you brought together, God, and it's been working and it's been it's been it's been good, it's been real. Father, I pray, Lord, that even the trial, the circumstance that they're going through, I pray, Father God, that you would break it and destroy it and give victory right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for married couples with children, that there will be special family bonds created, God, a bond that no one could ever break, no situation could ever destroy, in the name of Jesus. I pray, even, God, for the single moms and the single fathers that do all they can to raise their children the right way and raise them in the word and raise them, oh, God, in the admiration and the fear of the Lord. I pray right now that you will continue to give strength, continue to provide, continue to give resources, continue to send, oh, God, the help that they need, God, the right help in the name of Jesus. And I pray right now, God, that every listener tonight, when they get off of the radio station or they log off or they even hang up their phone, I pray, God, that tonight would be the beginning of the best days, oh, God, of their emotional life. That they will never make a decision based upon what man says. But every decision in their life will be based upon what the Spirit of God says. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 And thank you so much for that prayer, Pastor, and a powerful prayer it was. Now, Pastor, Amen. please tell everyone um, on the line and those who will be listening afterwards, because even after my show, for those of you who may just be tuning in and say, wow, you know, I'm coming in and I know I missed a lot, be upset. All of my shows after they air are available on my website through iTunes, also podcasting through Blueberry, Blueberry.com, Windows, Store Podcast, TuneIn Radio, and here also at Blog Talk Radio. Pastor, tell the audience, for those who want to visit your church, the exact location of your church and upcoming events that's going to go on at Rush Church of New Haven. Amen. I, mean, I will be glad to. I'm always excited to talk about and to brag about the greatest church in the world. That's what I say. I let people know the Rush Church United is the greatest church in the world. I love this ministry. In five months, we have seen tremendous growth. We've seen great elevation, literal transformation, both inside the four walls of the church and outside of the four walls of the church. We can definitely celebrate and testify that every time we meet, if there is a soul that's not saved in the building, their soul gets saved. Nobody leaves the way they came, all in Jesus' name. And I certainly, certainly would love to have as many as you as possible come and visit us one Sunday, all right? Every Sunday, the Rush Church United of New Haven meets at the Savin Rock Community School Auditorium which is at 50 Park Street in West Haven, Connecticut. All right, in West Haven, Connecticut, at 3 p.m., we have worship service. We have a dynamic worship team called Radical Worship. We have a site pastor there named Site Pastor Kerry Harris who will take care of you, who will look out for you at that location, and a wonderful, loving group of people, all ages, all nationalities, that are waiting to see you. All right, so any Sunday that you're in the New Haven area in Connecticut, all right, come and visit the Rush Church, 50 Park Street, West Haven, Connecticut, at the Seven Rock Community School Auditorium. And also every first Friday, all right, we're in Brooklyn, New York, at the Restoration Plaza, right on Fulton Street, all right, for the Rush Church NYC. We have an awesome site pastor there, site pastor Anna Marie Sardinha who is ready to take care of you, get you plugged in, get you active in the ministry in New York City, right in the heart of Brooklyn. So I look forward to it. You can also visit our website, which is www.rushchurchunited.org, or you can search www.marcusgill.org. And, of course, you can meet us right on Facebook at facebook.com slash marcusgillministries. I'll be glad to see your inboxes, your posts, your wall posts, whatever you want to send to let us know that we're connected from this day forward. We'll be glad to see you. Don't forget, when you come to the Rush Church, you come and you leave radical, unbreakable, you're spiritual, you're holy. The power of God, the glory of God, the spirit of God, and the love of God lives in you. And when you leave that place, we declare for your life that every day of your life is a day of victory in Jesus' name. And we have certainly seen the proof of that being real in every member and every person who walks through those doors. All right. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you always know 
it is always a sad time in celebration and coming together to fellowship and bringing forth the word of God. But I can truly say it is a joyous time as I'm about to say goodnight to you here on Empowering for All. You have really been a blessing, and I am overjoyed and excited to have had you on my show. And I also don't want you to be a stranger here at Empowering for All. Would you come back and visit with me again? And, and my audience here in the Powering Sprawl. I will surely come back. I will come back anytime you want me to come. You just let me know what time. And I and my church family, and I know they're listening, so let me give them a shout-out. Rush Church, if you're listening, Pastor Marcus loves you with the love of the Lord from the bottom of my heart. We will be on the line with you anytime you call, so believe that. Thank you. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the man of God is going to exit out now. I'm going to say goodnight to him. For those of you who want to stay on the line and listen, how you can follow Empowering for All and upcoming things that God has placed in my spirit. I've been kind of out of circulation, but I'm always in dedication to God. You get overwhelmed a lot of times, Pastor, you know that, and me doing so much that I do, working and radio show and everything. I get stretched thin, but God always knocks on the door and says, hey, I need you. I need you. Amen. (laughs) And we know when God Uh knocks. He is first. There's no second. Amen. Amen. We praise God for that. Pastor, would you like to say anything else to the audience? I want to give you that platform because the mantle is yours as a pastor, and that's the respect that I have for pastors and levels of ministry. So let me not disrespect but elevate your anointing in God. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience before you say goodnight? I, I, I would just say a short word. In fact, in fact, if you don't mind, I will speak a prophetic word to your listeners. And this is a prophetic Amen. word that if you would receive it, if you would receive it by faith, you will see the full manifestation of it in God's timing. But I am speaking over your lives today that any and everything that you've been praying for, anything that you've been believing for, I'm speaking it because I know without a doubt that when we speak, things happen. If you continue to walk in love, if you continue to walk in love, the love of God in every area of your life, Jesus told us that we would be obedient to this commandment. Anything that we ask of the Father, it will be so. So I speak life into all of your listeners, both in the United States and around the world, and I declare right now, you love on that person that has hurt you. I guarantee you, I challenge you at this moment, to get an opportunity to love on an individual that you feel does not deserve your love. I guarantee if you take that step of faith and put your pride aside, everything that you've been believing God for, he's going to make it happen for you quickly and sweatlessly in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And, Pastor, I received that uh, as well. I can tell you that. Uh, God has tested me time and time again, and I'm walking in a testimony to my listeners mm-hmm. tonight that Pastor is pathetically speaking that word to you because God spoke that to me two weeks ago, and someone blatantly who I knew was an enemy, I turned it around with love, but I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, watch me move. And they told me to my face, Pastor, how could you be so kind and love me when you know I mistreated you lied on you, indulge you. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. And that's just how God is. God will protect us before he blesses us. So yeah, ladies that's and right. gentlemen, get ready for that blessing for what Pastor has prophesied over your lives tonight. It will happen. And I touch you three weeks, Pastor, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor, Amen. thank you once again. God and may God you. continue to bless you and your ministry. I look forward to so many other great things coming forth from your ministry and God moving in a mighty way in your life and continuously encamping his angels around you and protecting you um, yeah. as you're doing the will of God. And we thank God for your obedience coming to the matter for God. It's a test, and now you are a testimony that God keeps his word and bless his vessels when they trust him. We must trust God. Praise God. Amen. Most certainly. And thank you for having me on. And I I wish you to have a blessed night and to all your listeners to have a blessed and prosperous life. Amen. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're saying bye to Pastor. I'm going to let him go ahead and hang up, and I'm going to stay on the line here at Empowering for All. It has been a joyous time tonight, and we thank God for Pastor. And without further ado, we are going to bring him back in the future. Do not think that this is the last time you've heard from this mighty man of God. I have been really blessed tonight myself and a joy to have him on here at Empowering for All. Now, for those of you who may just be tuning in and and trying to say, well, I missed it all, don't be upset. My website, Empowerment, the number four, all. Com. Once again, my website, www.ymctier, M-C, T is in Tom, I-E-R, empowerment, the number four, all.com. Follow me on Twitter at capital Y, capital M is in Mary, lowercase c, capital T, I-E-R. Once again, follow me on Twitter, at YMcTeer. Instagram, Evangelist YMcTeer. Facebook, Evangelist Yolander McTeer. Woo! Mighty time in the Lord tonight. Mighty, 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 mighty fellowship and devotion and word tonight from the mighty man of God. Pastor Marcus Steele of Rush Haven Church in New Haven, Connecticut. I have to reiterate this, and I know Pastor, after he listens to this again, and his followers are going to laugh at me, but I'm telling you, it's just always saying that you know that you need, that God just always brings his vessel forth to give to you, and I, and I love it. And Pastor, you really brought it tonight, and I thank God for you. Now, my show, many of you are saying, well, you know, I, I never know when to tune in. I never know when you're going to air. And the reason being is when I broadcast and God first empowering for all, I started in August of 2013, almost uh, going now into my second year, and I thank God for it. But God has given me that mantle where he said, my daughter, I have you in a place that you are always going to be on the go. What I mean by that, you, I have to send you places so I can connect you with people. I have you as a traveling evangelist, and I can tell you I stay on the road. 
So the reason my show doesn't air at set times is because of my work schedule. But if you follow me on social media and my website, you will always be in touch with my shows airing and the special guests God has blessed me with that's going to be stopping by in the future. Because without a shadow of a doubt, God gave me this show. And this show will go on and it will stay blessed. And when you visit my website, you already see coming on the scene as an unknown personality, unknown celebrity. God has launched and given me what they have even told me off the air. Many people have asked me to come on your show, but I declined because of your spirit. I said yes to you. I tell me God won't do it. My obedience. Many of you are saying, well, where did this woman come from? Who is she? I am that woman who has been in the wilderness with God. By my book. Yes, I am a published author as well. My book is titled The Tragic Time of a Woman by Yolanda McKeer. It is also available on my website through Bottles and Nobles link, or you could just go to bottlesandnobles.com in the search box, type the title, The Tragic Times of a Woman. It will take you from when I said yes to God and no more to a wrong way of living, how the enemy tried to tear me down and make me say I was crazy and I would never make it. But because I knew God's voice, I stood in the midst of hell. And I'm not talking about the weather. H-E-L-L. I stood through my pure hell season and trusted God. And God walked me and birthed me into my harvest season of where I am now in my life. And just like Pastor said tonight, all you single men and women, wait on God. Because when you wait on God, he will give you not what you ask for in the flesh, but what you need in the spirit. Once again, wait on God. He will give you not what you want in the flesh, for what you need in the spirit. And many of you are saying, well, what does she mean by that? We always paint a picture of this ultimate person that we see ourselves with. But God says no, because if I gave you that ultimate person, they would tear you down, mistreat you, abuse you, cheat on you, and probably even leave you, and also probably infect you with some type of awful disease because of their unfaithfulness. I'm a testimony today sitting here on my show. I waited on God, and I said no more to the foolishness, no more to the mistreatment, and I am blessed. I'm in a wonderful, wonderful um, association and relationship with a great man. Ellen, I always shout out to you. Thank you so much, and you've been truly a blessing to my life. Wait on him. It took me two years to be able to share that with you about the special man in my life. Many of you say, well, two years is nothing. But it was a long time prior to those two years of isolation and total dedication and not even talking and having myself involved with a man. It was 30 years of going through hell 
ups and downs, turnarounds, crying, trying to figure it out, not understanding. All I had to do was rest. Let God be my navigator and steer me into the direction of where he was taking me and who he was going to connect me with. Don't find it odd. Don't find it strange. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Trust him and know if he's taking you somewhere, it's for a purpose. It may not look like it and you may not see it, but it's never accident with God. I love you. I'm not going to preach to you because I feel the spirit coming on me and I have to go. But I thank you so much once again for tuning in and supporting my show and for all of you that continuously send me your music, continue to do so. I listen to it all, and I pray that God bless you. But for me to play it on my show, this is a gospel-based show. It has to be clean, it has to be empowering, and it has to be touching and reaching people. You can always send me your bio if you're desiring to be a guest on my show. Do so, once again, on my website, on the contact page. Email me your bio. If you are empowering people, making a difference in your community, giving back, I love to hear from you. I am that woman who came from the trenches, as they say. I'm not that dedicated vessel who was dressed up, sold out, sanctified. I was down in the trenches, in the streets. Yes, that was me. I'm not perfect by far now, but trust me, I'm not anywhere where I used to be, but I'm well on my way of where I need to be. Thank you, Jesus. And just like Pastor said, when you connect with somebody, they have to take you you are, not who they want you to be. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. When you connect to your mate, and we've been stressing on that, and Pastor really tuned in hard on that tonight. When you are seeking and desiring and putting emphasis on a mate to God, remember, they will accept you for you, not who they want you to be. They will not try and change you. They won't try and mold you. They won't try and break you. And they will never ever take you away from your love for God. Until next time here in Empowering for All, remember, open your door. Tell the devil to get out. He's not a welcome guest in your home or your life anymore. Close the door. Act as if you heard a brand new knock at the door. Open it. Tell God to come on in. He is a new permanent resident in your life. He will bless you, keep you, and carry you, and take you where you need to be. Until next time here in Empowering for All, stay focused, keep God first, don't waver, don't be shaken, don't be stirred, be encouraged, and look for the victory. Good night. I'm praying for you, and be blessed. Oh, 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 oh,